0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys podcast, episode 163. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the man that'll make your panties a soaking wet, the <laughs> phenomenal A.J. Singh.
1: What's up, everybody? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, A.J., the day we've waited for is here. We just saw, uh, hot off the presses, the Ahsoka uh, season one finale, and we are going to review that for the good people right now. Um, so anyone who hasn't watched or listened to any of our reviews, we are going to do a deep dive review, uh, where we kind of go scene by scene and dissect the entire episode. Uh, but AJ, I'm curious, just uh, top level thoughts. Of course, uh, you know, spoilers ah- ahoy in this whole thing. But AJ, just off the top, uh, what do you think of this episode, this finale?
1: I mean. It was action-packed. I I thoroughly enjoyed what I did see, but there was stuff that I didn't get to see that really did bother me, too. It frustrated me a little bit.
0: Yeah, there's that saying that, like, um, you know, expectations, like, are what lead to disappointment. And I'm in a similar boat with you. I still like this episode. Like you said, what we got was still entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's just... For my taste, there was still too many questions left unanswered. And like some of them really, like the one we were looking forward to the most, uh, like, you know, uh, you know, what's the deal with Balin? uh, We really didn't get that at all, which to me was very disappointing.
1: Yeah, Um, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. I I, I did want to know what happens with Balin. they they pretty much they barely show him even in the episode it, it is a little bit frustrating to to have to wait and now we know that the characters have to be recast so yeah you know it's uh i just wish they had left him with like a a good solid you know big event in this episode but yeah he's I mean, basically like just he's basically just in one scene and it's not even a yeah. speaking
0: scene it's just him looking all like kind of stoic or pissed off <laughs> i don't know yeah. but um so th- that was a little disappointing, but uh we, we still got some decent action in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we know the now uh the fate of uh the heroes and uh you know we'll get to it, but we were we did guess correctly in in some sense uh uh going into this episode, uh, still wrong about some other things. Um but yeah, still there there's definitely uh and we'll get into even some questions beyond the bail stuff that I wish we would have got an answer to that we didn't. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, I'm, I'm still sticking with my score for this series overall. I think it's a 7 out of 10. I think it was very solid. It's got room for improvement. But overall, I, I, I liked it uh, very much. And I am looking forward to season two. Uh, you know, even though that might be years from now, depending on when this, uh, right. you know, actor strike and everything gets and the ball gets rolling again. But but no, I I, I still had fun with this and um
1: any any yeah. thoughts,
0: but any thoughts before we get into the actual review? Uh, let's get into it. All right, guys, let's get into this. Is going to be a deep dive. Now I will say, AJ, this is the first um, episode of Ahsoka that I've watched, like right as it drops, mm-hmm. and so. It just said, um, you know, usually I say what the epito- episode title is, but like it just said part eight. So, like, I-, I didn't know if like maybe it takes them like a while to get the episode title in or if they just didn't name this episode anything in
1: particular. I know it had a title when I saw it. Oh, I maybe. I don't it- remember what it was. It was a. Uh... It was like a reference to something too. I forgot what it was. But yeah, oh, that's a it. bummer
0: because maybe it's just uh like because I use the app on my TV and maybe for whatever mm-hmm. reason it didn't have it. Uh oh, okay. But uh but regardless, all right, let's get into this plot. Uh so AJ, we open up uh, finding out that the cargo they've been transferring, uh that transfer has been completed. This is another thing. Um I wanted to find out what this cargo was, yeah. you know, that was a big unanswered question. And I'm like, they couldn't at least give us that, you right. know, if, if we weren't going to get the bail and stuff, I would have at least liked to have known this. Uh, but we didn't get that, but apparently whatever it is, it has been, uh, completed and is on, on board their ship. And so Thrawn calls for the eye of Scion, uh, to be taken out of high orbit and, uh, basically be brought down so that his, uh, ship can uh, go inside of it and be attached to it so they can Mm -hmm. leave. So Enoch tells Thrawn, he believes he knows where the Jedi are hiding. So Thrawn sends two TIE fighters uh, to search. And he's like, if you find them, you know, engage. Um, So Morgan says there's little the Jedi can do to stop them now. But Thrawn uh, reminds her and warns her that even he fell victim to the heroics of a single Jedi. Uh, Of course, he's talking about Ezra and, uh, the the finale of rebels and then he says never again um so the great mothers thank morgan uh for her service and give her uh give her what they call the gift of shadows uh she has to pledge her loyalty and life to the sisterhood and also give up like her past life mm-hmm. um she agrees to that and so the lead witch Like, first, like, kind of burns her face with magic and, like, kind of burns these markings into her skin.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, She does some sort of shadow thing to her. I don't know. I think it's totally referring to, like, shadow. It seemed like it gave her more abilities later on the episode. Yeah,
0: I'm not exactly sure what all it gave her. Yeah, she called it the Gift of Shadows. And then after she does that, they, like, conjure this magical sword they call the Blade of Talzin, and they Mm -hmm. give that to her. But, yeah, it's like, I mean, after we find out her fate in this episode, it seems like it was all – it didn't help her that much, you know? Right. Like, like. I guess it made her more more powerful. Maybe it made her a better fighter too. I don't know if she had those skills I already. I had to
1: assume that because I didn't know she was a fighter at all. <laughs> she, she didn't have that kind of uh, that impression on me. She hired mercenaries to help her, and she got caught by Ahsoka in the first episode, like, or she had already been captured by her. So I didn't really know she was a fighter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same.
0: Was- I, I I don't know if she already had some fighting skills or like if this power maybe enhanced or gave her fighting skills, but um, right. um, you would hope it did something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we move over to Ahsoka. Um, so Ahsoka's ship and the Noti people uh, in their little bug mobiles are traveling in a convoy with like Ahsoka's ship just like you know a little bit overhead of their ships or their little uh, pods. Um, Ezra scrambles to put together a lightsaber, He's going through all of Hu Yang's parts. And <laughs> Hu Yang kind of chastising him and be like, you know, you have no, like, uh, method or here. You know, you're just, like, rummaging through things. Um, and he's like, who taught you to put together a lightsaber? Uh, right on cue, Sabine shows up and says, and Jarrus. Who, uh, AJ, uh, Kanan Jarrus, uh, he, he was a main character in the Rebels uh, TV show, voiced by Freddie Prinze Jr. And he was... Uh, uh, Ezra's
1: master who who taught him to be a Jedi was he also um uh what's her name the general was he her <laughs> husband I don't know if they were ever married
0: but yeah they were a couple and he is also the father of that Jason kid okay um so Hu Yang says he taught Kanan to construct uh, a lightsaber because like you know Hu Yang's like older than hell you know and he was
1: yeah. taught uh I hate when they don't answer the question. When Ezra asks him, how old are you? It's like, just, I want to know, man. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they don't want to put a
0: number on it because, uh, I don't know, it would be too precise or something. And all the nerds would be like, hmm, this doesn't line up or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So Hu Yang gives Ezra the part he needs to complete his lightsaber, uh, which I guess uh, used to belong to Kanan. I feel like they always, in these things, they always want everybody's lightsaber to have some sort of, like, special meaning, you know?
1: Yeah, right. Because, like, he mentions that one of those parts belonged to Kanan, and he kept the other one for him, but now he's giving it to... It's, it's, like, sentimental, kind of.
0: The one thing I wonder is, like, the lightsabers work uh, because of what they call kyber crystal, which Mm -hmm. I think are supposed to be, like, somewhat rare hard to find. And we know that Ezra gave his saber uh, that he originally had to sabine and that's why he's making a new one but then it's like did he just happen to have another piece of the kyber crystal in his pocket you know where did he get that from
1: or maybe we I can who yang maybe i just had. yeah that's what i was thinking i was just assuming who yang had it
0: that would probably make more sense since he like you know is in the business of like teaching young jedi i guess
1: yeah
0: um uh so sabine pulls a batman and she like leaves without them noticing but uh, she leaves and Ezra asks Hu Yang what happened between Sabine and Ahsoka. Uh, Hu Yang says Ahsoka became afraid that Sabine was training as a Jedi for the wrong reason after what happened on Mandalore. And he explains that uh, the Empire hit the surface of Mandalore, killing thousands of people, including Sabine's family. Um, and Ahsoka thought Sabine could become dangerous uh, due to her grief uh, from that incident. Now, I will say, so like... Um, in season three of The Mandalorian, like, they go back to Mandalorian, and, like, the planet is all mess- messed up, but I, like, I don't know if I just missed it in, like, another piece of Star Wars property or whatever, but, like, I didn't realize, like, what happened to it, or, you know, apparently the Empire, like, just, like, scorched it or whatever, but. Right. um, So now Sabine goes out on the wing of the ship, and uh, Ahsoka's, like, meditating on there. Uh, Ahsoka tells Sabine that she knows uh, what she did, um, that she took the gamble on going with Balin willingly to this planet. Um, Sabine asks if she's mad at her, and um, she said uh, that she, throughout her lifetime, has had to make many difficult choices that no one understood besides her master, and that Anakin always stood by her side even when no one else would. Um, And she says no matter what happens next, she will be there for Sabine. Um, Ahsoka asks if Sabine's kept up with her training. She says yes, and that she's gotten better with her lightsaber. And Ahsoka says being a Jedi is about more than knowing how to wield a saber, and that Sabine should train her mind and body and trust in the Force, which uh, we'll see later on in the episode She, she, of course, does. You know, I will say one thing about this episode. I liked it, but as we get into it, like there's a lot of things that happen that like moment to moment I'm like kind of predicted would happen, you know. (laughs) I guess maybe just from like seeing other stories and stuff. I'm like like the part where it looks like she jumps later on and then she comes back to help Ahsoka. I'm like, oh of course. Like there was just things like that during this episode that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I saw that coming, you know, in the short term. Um so Ezra shows up uh on that wing and right as he does those two tie fighters find him and so they open fire on the ship and the ship loses its stabilizers and starts falling to the ground so ezra and ahsoka go to the ground and they basically use the force to keep the ship in the air so it doesn't come down and like crush those little like T guys underneath you
1: know here's where i'm like how how do they have so much power with the force like normally ezra like barely pushes somebody with it and here he is keeping an entire ship up, you know? Like, that's that's a powerful use of the Force right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that's one thing about Star Wars and the Force is, like, they can always ride it to do what they need it to do. Right. like Because even, like, uh, you know, in Force Awakens, like, Kylo Ren um, stops a, a laser, like, shot with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think in one of those later, I think like um, somebody like even like stops um, like a spaceship from taking off, you know? Oh, wow. um, and, and, and so it's like, that's a lot of power, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they saved the Nothi f- uh, from getting crushed. Uh, so Sabine like does something in the ship to give it just enough power to fly once more. And she basically just like kamikazes into the TIE fighters right. and just like takes them out that way instead of shooting them. Uh, But then like the ship's out of power and it just like, you know, nose dives and crashes. Uh, So Ahsoka and Ezra run up to the ship. Sabine walks away unharmed and she just walks up to Ahsoka and goes, got him," You know, a little bit of humor there. Mm -hmm. Um, Ezra says this will slow them down a bit. And Ahsoka says only if they let it. Uh, So now back to the bad guys. Uh, Enoch tells Thrawn what happened. Uh, And he says it's, uh, and Thrawn says it's an acceptable uh, result. Um, Thrawn tells Enoch to prepare for a ground assault now. Um, So now Ahsoka and the team ride their mounts uh, towards Thrawn while Hu Yang and the Noti repair the ship. Um, Morgan gives a speech to the stormtroopers who volunteer for the ground assault. Now, I thought this was a bit weird because they're like, oh, we got volunteers for the ground assault. But knowing like Thrawn the way he is, I I wouldn't even think he would ask for volunteers. I would just think he would be like, hey, you guys, you're going out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm a little like i'm i'm seeing Thrawn for the first time here but he doesn't seem like a pure jerk because he even like notified these he said did you tell them of the, the circumstances basically like right. you know did you like they do they know that they're going to be stranded here or they might die or whatever yeah like and, the best
0: case scenario would be they're stranded but like yeah, a good chance they'll die
1: <laughs> yeah but it's like he wants them to know what they're signing up for and that that didn't seem like the kind of Thrawn i was expecting i thought i was expecting like a, a heartless kind of you know, just do what needs to be done kind of, you know, commander.
0: Yeah, you would think you would be a little more cutthroat than that, right? Yeah. Or he gives off that impression. Uh, But she she tells Thrawn that, like, you know, yeah, like they're okay with the sacrifice, uh, you know, for you. And Thrawn says, it's not for me. It's for the Empire. Um, So the team gets close to Thrawn's uh, ship. So he orders that Hellfire be rained upon them. He says there will be no negotiating with the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. You know, I do notice that he comes back to that a lot, that whole thing about, like, he knew who Anakin was. And so that makes him, you know, very kind of um, either afraid of Ahsoka or or just like, you know, well, yeah, I think it makes him a little more scared of what she's capable of.
1: Yeah, it seems like it to me. She's uh, unpredictable, I suppose.
0: Um, so now they fire up the old turbo lasers.
1: <laughs> and they That's, just they just can't hit anything with I, these things.
0: I know. I wrote, the team <clears> somehow <throat> dodged these turbo laser blasts, which really is a miracle. I mean, even like, let's say the Force kind of helps them somehow predict the path of lasers and stuff. Like, is it really working enough that they could dodge all those blasts? Like, it seems... Not very likely.
1: I mean, I don't know how many guns were shooting at them, but you would think one of them might hit them. You know, I mean, something. it was a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah,
0: explosions all around them, but they're yeah. fine. Um, and not only that, like um, they have to make it inside this fortress, and the door is shut. So Ahsoka's like, you know, help me, u- like use the Force to open this door. Like even you, Sabine. So like all three of them are uh, using the Force to try to open this large door <laughs> while they're getting shot at. So it's like, even if the force helps them, like, dodge those lasers, it's like at the same time, you, you'd think they have to use almost all their concentration just to open that door. So right. it's like, again, the force the force does what it needs to, do to advance <laughs> the story. Um, we do see that Thrawn is, like, visibly ob- upset and maybe even a little nervous that they made it through the door. Right. And so he says to dispatch the night troopers um he says he will inform the great mothers that it's time um so now we get an action scene um where the team make it into this fortress they're confronted by a squad of stormtroopers, and they basically just kind of you know wreck shop uh sabine uses her blasters the other two use their sabers and they just like cut through these guys pretty easy. i will say i thought this action scene was decent but i think we've been spoiled by things like john wick where Mm -hmm. the choreography is like so tight and then you see something like this and you're like well it's not bad but it's not john wick you know what i mean
1: right right i was i was like this action could have been a little bit better but i know they have to use their lightsabers in the force a certain way so you know maybe that's what is the reason for that but yeah seeing comparing this to john wick it's a night and day difference (laughs) right
0: um so the great mothers begin to chant and this causes the stormtroopers to come back to life. And we kind of see that, like, green smoke like we did with, I believe his name was Merrick in that right. episode before. So apparently yeah. they, they have the ability to control the dead and, like, make make zombies. So the zombie troopers, uh, so, the yeah, the stormtroopers come back to life and the zombie troopers force the team upstairs in this fortress. Um, eventually, they are able to uh, close the doors and kind of section off the zombies away from them. Uh, so Thrawn's ship attaches to the Eye of Sion, and Morgan tells Thrawn they are ready to depart. Uh, Thrawn says that uh, they need more time to ensure the Jedi don't get on the ship. Uh, and so Morgan says she understands. And is I wrote, seemingly ready to sacrifice herself if need be, or at least be left behind. So I Right. Just like those other stormtroopers, she's like, you know, for the Empire, you know, she's all in on this cause, and, and she's ready mm-hmm. to fight for her. Um So Ahsoka and uh, the team make it up to uh, where Morgan is, and Ahsoka says she'll hand her, handle Morgan while Ezra and Sabine go to stop <clears throat> stop Thrawn. Uh, so uh, Morgan and Ahsoka begin to fight, and I at least thought their sword choreography was, was, was decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ezra and Sabine, uh, end up getting in a fight with those, what I assume are those night troopers, uh, that, uh, Thrawn ordered. Mm-hmm. And these guys, I've never seen these guys in any other like Star Wars stuff, but again, they end up also kind of being like zombie troopers because Ezra like stabs one of them like through the middle with his, uh, saber, but like, it does nothing. And like, so these guys uh, initially end up getting like the upper hand in this fight. While they're fighting, Thrawn begins to fire up the Eye of Sion. So now uh, Sabine is, um, you know, and again, this was all foreshadowed kind of, you know, we knew that Sabine was eventually going to get better with the force. And she does. So she's able to get the uh, use the force to grab her lightsaber off the ground. And I guess these, uh, you know, zombies go by the same rule as every other zombie. You got to get them in the brains, man. Right. Uh, so she she puts it through the zombie's uh, trooper's head and he dies. Ezra does the same thing. He calls his sword and like cuts off the head of the other one. Uh, so Ezra and Sabine uh, kind of get to the edge of a platform and like Thrawn's ship is getting away. And it's seemingly like too late for them to get on board Thrawn's ship um so now the zombie troopers that they had sectioned off in the basement they escape and they make their way up to where ahsoka and morgan are fighting and this causes ahsoka to kind of have to back retreat and back up the stairs to where now ezra and sabine are and like the whole time she's like deflecting the stormtrooper uh bolts you know um (laughs) so sabine gets the idea of like having ezra jump and she's going to force push him onto Thrawn's ship so he can cover that, you know, large distance. And I'm like, right. you know, Ezra knowing what he knows about Sabine, like, he really That's has some faith in her.
1: Huge risk. She barely called her lightsaber a minute ago, and that took everything. And now she's going to force push him from, like, 50 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I was him, I would have been like, you know what? How about you jump? And I'll force push you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she the way she did it, too, she pretty much, like, floated him onto the platform. Like, you know, she she kind of lifted him up. Like, that did a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be more of a thing where, like, he jumps, and then she instantly, like, pushes just to give him, like, you know. A, a boost. Like a, yeah, a boost. But he, like, jumps, and she waits for him to start falling, and then she's like, okay, woo, and then, like, you know, pushes him the rest of the way. But I'm yeah. like.
1: Yeah. I'm like.
0: <laughs> Wasn't the smoothest it could have been, right? Uh, but it works and it gets Ezra on onto the ship. Um, so Sabine is about to jump, but then she sees Ahsoka in, in trouble. Uh, but then it makes it look like she, she like, seemingly jumps onto Thrawn's sh- ship. But this is another thing where I'm like, oh, this is easy to predict to predict right. that she didn't actually jump. You know.
1: Mm. Um,
0: um, so now Morgan and Ahsoka fight some more. Morgan destroys one of Ahsoka's sabers. And I wrote, the troopers stupidly stop shooting at Ahsoka. Like, they're just all in this circle just watching. Right. Like, like they could have easily killed her here. I mean, I guess their only excuse is like, oh, maybe they would have accidentally hit Morgan. But I was like, this seems stupid on their part.
1: I mean, this kind of reminds me of the, I think it was the last episode or maybe the one before that where Ezra, like... They're about to shoot him. Shin's like, kill them, destroy them. And Ezra's like, wait, let's talk for a second. Maybe you could take yes. us prisoners. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you're like, right. Why wouldn't? Yeah, why wouldn't they shoot him?
0: <laughs> I feel like this happens in a lot of like fiction and Star Wars, especially where it's like, yeah, you know, if they would have just like done their jobs. Uh. Uh. So Thrawn's ship starts leaving. And Morgan tells Ahsoka she's all alone. But dun-dun-dun, turns out Sabine didn't jump after all. Uh, So Sabine starts taking out the stormtroopers while Ahsoka takes out Morgan. And Ahsoka actually ends up killing her, like slicing her right across the middle. Um, The Great Mother senses that, and they tell Thrawn that Morgan is dead. And he says she did what was required. Which, I'm okay with her dying. But since they did have this whole pomp and circumstance in the beginning of, bestowing her with this power and this special sword. A part of me wishes, like, they would have done more with Morgan overall and maybe actually let her survive this season and, like, you know. But I guess maybe somebody had to die. Yeah. Uh, So Thrawn orders his men to destroy the fortress um, because, you know, he knows Ahsoka's on there. Um, So Ahsoka and Sabine are forced to jump off the fortress and, and this is another predictable thing where I'm like, well, I know who Yang's going to be there to save them, you know? Yeah. And and of course, who uh, Yang was there. The ship was repaired, and they land on the ship, and they're fine. Um. So now, Ahsoka pursues Thrawn in her ship, uh. But Thrawn opens up a channel to talk to her. Well,
1: the, let's not leave out that Thrawn ordered the uh the temple to be destroyed, but they're shooting only at the temple, not the ship, like at all. Like the ship comes up to save Ahsoka and them. And they get on the ship and they leave, but the whole time they're just shooting at the temple. They don't, they don't even try to aim at the ship.
0: You know, that's a very good point. And I didn't even think of that, but you're right. I mean, they have sophisticated radar. They, they always like know where the Jedi ship is. So they would right. be able to see that. So you're right. Another thing of like <laughs> bad guys being stupid and not doing their job. They should have just shot the <laughs> ship out of the sky and they would have been good. <clears throat> so yeah, definitely some plot holes in this episode. Uh, Anyway, Thrawn, uh, tells Ahsoka that uh, he's won this day and that perhaps uh, this place is where a ronin like her uh, belongs. And I guess, you know, um, I don't know if you've gotten to it yet in The Mandalorian, and it, it might actually be season two anyways, but Ahsoka does debut in The Mandalorian se- series. And I, the episode she's in definitely has the feel of like a like a samurai-type movie, kind of. And so I do kind of like that, that they're playing with that theme, that she's kind of like this, you know, masterless Ronin samurai right. type. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but uh, then Thrawn uh, uh, kicks in the hyperdrive, uh, and he goes into hyperspace, and they are too late to catch up with. Him. Um, so Ahsoka and Sabine uh, go back to the planet. They they go back to the Noti people. Um, Ahsoka sees like a owl-type bird, mm-hmm. which... I remember from Rebels has some sort of significance. I don't know exactly what that is or if it's just like, oh, maybe like Anakin's force ghost is kind of watching it over her through that bird well, or
1: something. I saw like a, a breakdown of uh, I think it was Rebels. And um, somebody mentioned that uh, the daughter, the father, the son and the daughter, the, the Amortis gods, I guess, uh, the owl kind of represents the daughter.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And uh, I think uh, Ahsoka was once going to die in Rebels, and the owl saved it, saved her. It might have sacrificed itself to save her. I'm not sure. Something like that.
0: Well, I, so I remember in that um, episode uh, where the uh, Ezra goes to the Jedi Temple, and, um, you know, he goes into that place beyond between worlds or whatever, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: there is, like, um, a Merle uh, on the wall that does have, like, the father, the son, and the daughter. Mm-hmm. And, like... They end up like moving that picture in some way that opens up the portal that allows them to go into that place between worlds. (laughs) And then when he finds Ahsoka, like that owl is like above like the portal that he grabs Ahsoka out of. So it does have some sort of significance. I'm just not exactly sure what.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, We see um, Shin uh, lights her saber in front of a group of those uh, nomad people. I think indicating that basically she's going to be the leader of those people going forward.
1: Yeah. Why? Why are those her people now? (laughs) She barely knows them.
0: I mean, I I assume like she's just going to, in the next season, going to need like some, an army that's loyal to her in some way,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: And then, yeah, we get the one and only scene of Balin here. Um, He's standing on the fist of like a giant statue. Mm-hmm. Um looking over things. Uh like again, I you know, I don't know if this statue is a Jedi statue, a, a witch made statue, if that has any significance in what his overall plan is. But yeah, I gotta say, I'm very disappointed that we didn't get more of him in this episode.
1: Yeah, there's um, some some resolution as to what he's doing, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would have liked it. To. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, agreed. I, I think I think they really should have set that up. In this season.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or maybe it's one of those things, you know, they wrote themselves in, into a thing and they're like, we need more time to figure this out. <laughs> we'll set it yeah. up, but we need more time <laughs> to actually think it over. Right. Um, so Enoch tells Thrawn that they are approaching Gathomir, Um, And now we get a scene. Um, oh, I should have said There was a short scene where, like, um, when Ezra was on the back of Thrawn's ship, like, one of the guards he took down got a call, and they're like, we'll be there to investigate or something. And he says, okay. And then he he says, like, thanks for letting me know you're coming. So, we don't see it, but we presume – and then he carries that body off. So, we, we kind of presume that he was uh, getting into that stormtrooper's suit, yeah. even though we don't see it. Uh, but anyway, a a, um, a ship shows up um, at Home 1, um, the, the base of the New Republic where Hera is and uh, Stormtrooper comes out, and so they all put their guns up. But, of course, it is um, Ezra, and uh, Hera looks, you know, kind of shocked to see him. Um, So now back on uh, Peridia, Ahsoka tells Sabine uh, she did a good job, and that both Ezra and them are where they need to be. Um, Ahsoka says it's time to move on, and then Sabine, like, you know, looks like she feels something weird and Ahsoka's like what is it and she says oh nothing just shadows in the starlight mm-hmm. and then uh Ahsoka like kind of looks out in the distance for a while and then she turns around and then we see the Anakin's force go- ghost uh was looking after them and, and kind of like gives a smile so we assume you know that Sabine was able to tap into the force and uh sense uh his presence right
1: and that kind of uh You know, we weren't sure before what Anakin was. Maybe it was just something in uh, Ahsoka's mind. But this kind of leads to the idea that he really is like a force ghost. He really is there.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was kind of up in the air from that one episode where she was having all the visions of like. And still, I guess I don't know if that was technically his his force ghost there or I assume it was. But, you know. I don't know, in that place between worlds, maybe it was just a mystical vision. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, now we know that, you know, his ghost was uh, looking after her. Mm-hmm. Um, well, AJ, we were kind of right. We, we thought the heroes would be stranded on this planet. Uh, two out of three, anyway. If, uh, yeah. I guess, you know, Ezra did make it. Um, so, you know, you I see, like, the setup for season two now is going to be, like... You you gotta imagine they're gonna still spend some time on this planet because Shin and Balin are still there, right? And Ahsoka and Sabine are still there. Shin's got her army of nomads, and you gotta figure Balin's gonna be putting you know whatever his plan is into effect. And then mm-hmm. on the other side of you know, or back to the original galaxy, you you got Thrawn setting up the Empire again, and you got Hera and Ezra, you know, doing I assume setting up to, uh, you know, prepare to fight Thrawn in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe towards the end of that season, we finally get Ahsoka and Sabine and everybody, uh, you know, back to the original galaxy. I don't know.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's what season two is going to be all about. Like uh, their survival in that kind of in that environment and dealing with Shin and whatever Balin's up to. I'm sure he's going to release some sort of great power that they have to like figure out, you know, how to traverse it, how to deal with it, how to avoid it. I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, I think that's what it's come down to.
0: I do kind of wonder if the next season of the Mandalorian will tie in Thrawn uh, in some way. Uh, you know, I imagine it'll have at least some, you know, crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I mean, I don't know for sure, but like, if they're going to lead up to like a movie eventually, I, I would think, that the next season of the Mandalorian would deal maybe with Thrawn's arrival in some way, or like maybe Thrawn is throwing some kind of enemies in their path or, you know, something like that, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I can see that.
0: Um, But yeah, I mean, overall uh, this finale mixed feelings. Um, I, I would have, you know, liked more answers, but you know, I guess that's the thing with storytelling is you got to leave people wanting more in some respect. Mm-hmm. um the only thing is is like i, I feel like if i knew Balin's plan i would actually be even more interested in season two yeah exactly rather than like them leaving me totally in the dark like like i'm still interested but i think if we would have got a glimpse of his, his plan i would i would be even more invested in seeing season two you know even more
1: yeah i buy into your theory i think they don't know what they're going to do yet i think they just set up something big and they're like what we got to figure out what's going to be that thing you know like they they don't you know-, know yet
0: you know shows really shouldn't write themselves that way but i think a lot of them do and like sometimes it works out really well and like sometimes uh you come back and you're like oh boy they didn't think of the thing they thought they were gonna (laughs) you know so you know we'll see how it pans out but um yeah my my final uh score for this is going to be a seven out of ten just as it was from the first episode um i thought i thought it was a solid uh season what about you
1: yeah, I got a go seven out of ten. It's been consistent all the way through, and honestly, I think the the episodes got better and better as they went along.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really have any complaints. I mean, um, I think there was, a, you know, some episodes that maybe were, you know, light on action, but that's okay. You can have those episodes once in a while that are, you know more dialogue focused and setting things up. And then ones like this to kind of, you know, pay off and have a little more action in them. I, right. I was glad that both this episode and the last episode had a little more action in them. And, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. You know? And also like, um, I thought all the, you know, throughout this, uh, season and same with the Mandalorian really I, is, I, I think the special effects are pretty good. I, I, I didn't really notice anything that, you know, every once in a while is like, uh, even in Marvel movies, uh, Marvel, even more in Marvel TV shows, you'll see something and be like, Whoo, that could have yeah. used a little more time in the kitchen, you know. Right. But I, I thought all the effects in the show actually looked pretty good. I didn't really bump up against anything.
1: I thought so, too. I wonder why the effects are so much better in this show compared to some other shows. Is it just budget?
0: Yeah, I think it mostly comes down to just, you know, time and money. You mm. know, so I've heard some stories of, like, certain effects houses working on, like, Marvel properties where, like, they just don't have the time to turn around on certain things. And so, you know, which really for Marvel, I don't think is really uh, in Disney an excuse because like, even if they have to delay something to make it look better, they got the money to do that, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. And
0: uh, so I think they, you know, should take their time. Even if it means delaying a series, I would rather, I think that, it, you know, look better. Right. Agreed. Um, but AJ, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode?
1: Looking forward to season two. I just can't wait to see what Balin's up to. <laughs> same, same.
0: All right, guys. Uh, well, if you will, um, you know, comment down below and tell us what you thought about this season overall, and and what you're looking uh, uh, forward to in season two. Um, and besides commenting, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That helps us out a lot. Um, leave us five star reviews if you will um and uh, also you can subscribe in audio form uh, uh, on your podcast catcher of choice um i'm still over on the hellscape known as twitter slash x at zach jones live uh z-a-c-h-j-o-n-e-s-l-i-v-e but that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock uh, this week please 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 tune in again next week bye guys
1: take care